coming up on Outcast UK. Queer people, like a lot of us, are very proud of our sexuality, so I think we almost don't want to admit vulnerabilities of sex. With me, I, I mean, I was always open to the idea, but I didn't just want to do porn. It doesn't appeal to me. Like, if I wanted, I mean, I've been asked to do porn since I was 18 years old. The, the fear of maybe poop happening, blood happening, you know, it's about relaxing, because it's really hard to relax for anal if you're not comfortable. If you're not relaxed, yeah, yeah. It's a kind of completely subconscious thing, isn't it? And you can't just say this mm. one, just relax. Outspoken. Outcast UK. Tofa, hello, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. Um, this is a bit of a weird one today because um, we're doing a sex positive episode uh, yes. with Tofa, who um, I follow on Instagram and have done for a while. And I thought it's about time we it's about time we caught up on on the podcast. I think. I follow but, you too. <laughs> but we're um, we're being filmed at the moment, aren't we? You've got a, a camera crew in there with you. I do, yeah, yeah. It's a documentary all about sex technology and sex toys and how that helps people. And just the, I mean, there's a lot of curiosity about the advancements that are made and how that can be put into like toys and accessories and even BDSM. And it's ever changing. It makes uh, makes my industry a good place to be. So yeah, it's going to be on Channel 5 at some point. I don't know when, but keep your eyes peeled for that. Your career really has been in the adult sector. Which sex shop was it? I can't remember which gay sex shop. It's a clone zone. I still work for them. What's been kind of like your career journey to get into the situation you're in now? Oh God, I mean, it's quite, I got removed from college when I was 16 because I, I went Why? to college. I was a really rough area and like people kept trying to threaten to kill me. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's not actually a joke. I was, so I got moved out and I thought, right. So I just like danced around Soho for a while. And then when I turned 18, I saw a advert in a sex shop window looking for a sales assistant, which is a sex shop called Simply Pleasure. And I walked in there and the, the um, manager was like this tattooed young woman with like shaved hair and stuff. I'm like, she seems cool. And she had like a really thick, like Cockney accent. So I was like, yeah, I like you. And we just kind of bonded. And I went to Brighton and I got a phone call from my mum being like, Tofa, a sex shop has called for you. She was like, why are sex shops calling my house? And I was like, okay. Anyway, got the job, um, started working in that shop. And then it just kind of snowballed because I got a really good sales record and yeah, my just was doing really well and they kept progressing me. And then I left to join Clone Zone because at that stage, I didn't have much experience in the gay scene at all, especially not gay sex toys and stuff. Like I didn't have that many gay friends. So for me, it was like a total new world to jump into and a challenge. And I started there and then they um, progressed me very fast from the store to head office. And it just kind of like snowballed from there. And then off the back of that, I got like columns and stuff, like just reviewing sex toys which I was so grateful for. Like Chris at QX Men magazine gave me like an amazing opportunity. Okay. Yeah. So it went from you doing a, um, a column for them and then you kind of made a bit of a name for yourself as like a bit of an expert in the field, really. Yeah. I guess I always cringe. Like I don't like, I think it's a bit cringe when I call myself an expert, but I guess technically. Sexpert. Sexpert. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I just, I'm really, I'm just endlessly, endlessly curious about it. So like, I'm always curious about what's next, what's going on. Like I love when people DM me with problems. Like, I don't love that they have problems, but I love that okay. it gives me something to like bite into, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you, you can only be good at this job and in this industry if you know about all the problems, because obviously that's what people want to remedy. So what sort of problems do, uh, do people get in touch with? Give us an example. Uh, the most common one, most common ones are like people with dicks who um, uh, prematurely ejaculate mm-hmm. or they have um, delayed ejaculation. 
which is usually comes from like too much wanking and stuff. So does it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like about training your body out of the, uh, the naughty routine, but it's, it's natural. So I think a lot of guys who like will wank with a really tight hand, they train their cocks how to like behave. So their dick mm-hmm. thinks that's how they need to come. Right. Do a lot of circumcised guys, um, say that they have delayed ejaculation yes yeah because obviously it desensitizes like the head and the frenulum which is the most sensitive point yeah so it desensitizes all around there but then also um a lot of guys who are like uncircumcised like will message me it's like saying they're too sensitive and they want to stop coming so quick and like but then you get you get the odd people on the other side as well like with the flip side curious like questions you get a circumcised guy who comes too quick and I don't know it's just interesting what sort of stuff do you get in terms of people asking for advice about anal sex not just anal sex the whole spectrum of anal activity because it's not just um, your classic yeah. bombing is it yeah I think m- most of it like now the questions have kind of changed because since I've started doing like you know OnlyFans content people see you do it and yep. they want to yep. know how you do it like that they want to know how to douche you know how to like get over the pain or the shock or the uh discomfort and a lot of guys they is getting over the fear like the the fear of maybe poop happening of blood happening you know it's about relaxing because it's really hard to relax for anal if you're not comfortable if you're not relaxed yeah yeah it's a kind of completely subconscious thing isn't it and you can't just say to someone just relax i mean how many i've lost count of the amount of times when i was younger people were like just relax and you're like well I can't if you're, if you're saying relax to me. It's just not going to work. A basketball player hanging out the back of you is not <laughs> like, speaking from personal experience. Yeah, like, I was going to say, it sounds ideal. Uh, but yeah, that's a personal yeah. experience thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, it's about like relaxation, comfort, and obviously practice because practice makes perfect with anal. And that's the truth. Like you can give someone as much, you can give them advice and tips and a loop to use and how to douche and like a good douche to use. But ultimately it will come with practice and positioning and just really well and also the partner you're sexually compatible with because i the first big relationship i was in when i was like 19 20 21 22 23 it was a long one i thought i didn't like anal right but it just what turned was the real out problem him yeah yeah in no, what I mean, way like, what you were incompatible like um top bottom or you just the you, the sexual connection wasn't there for doing there, that there was no no sexual connection really and I, I never felt felt fully aroused so i never was like properly relaxed i was always uncomfortable you know and then like you know, those relationship things get involved whether someone irritates you so yes. if, if they start to hurt you or something jabs you're like oh fuck off don't touch me yeah <laughs> like so yeah it, it, i just learned um i learned that and as soon as i started to sleep with new people because I'd lost my virginity to this guy. I was like, oh, okay, actually, I love this. And now I'm like, I really love it. <laughs> How long did it take on that journey? Because, I mean, um, it doesn't sound a million miles away from my own kind of journey in terms of anal sex. And nowadays I'm like, yeah, I think I'm a bottom. Yeah, I'm a bottom. But I actually enjoy both. But in the beginning, it was, I personally was pushed into bottoming by one of my first boyfriends who was like, well, I'm a top, so I'm going to fuck you. And, and he was beautiful and I've like, I thought he was really cool and all that. So I let him, but it always kind of hurt a little bit, yeah. you know, and That's that wasn't because I didn't fancy him. It was just like, that was just the way it was going on. So what would you, what, what would your advice be to someone who is wanting to, see, it sounds really simple, really basic this, but the number of people that ask these questions yeah. to get into bottoming with their partner or someone they're going to have sex with for the first time? I mean, this sounds really corny, but I really mean it. The first thing is you need to be with someone that you can communicate with comfortably because and that sounds like cheesy. Oh, commun- but seriously, you mm-hmm. need 
because you need to be able to tell someone don't do that. And if you're if you're just trying to impress someone in bed, you know, there's not that full comfort because you're, there's the bravado. You know, especially if you're new to it, you need to be able to let your hair down. You need to be able to like be open to the risks and the you know the chance of possible embarrassment and you know like you know pain, you know pressure. Like sometimes you can pee yourself. I know that happens to me. So it's like mm-hmm. just first of all that, and second of all is you know going through a proper preparation routine. So if you if you do if you are someone that likes to douche like me, you know douche. Make sure you're nice and relaxed. Use a decent lube. You know, and if you need to use butt plugs before to relax yourself, do it. If you need to be eaten out before, get your partner to do it if they're into that. And they should be, because I would never shag someone that wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm bossy. I'm like, no, no, sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think all of it comes back to communication, because, you know, taking your time with it. And not a lot of guys, especially well-hung guys, they just want to get straight in you. Yeah. Especially if they think and know you can take it which obviously like when your reputation precedes you of our industry, like they, they think they can just slide right in. You're like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah, <laughs> I've been testing sex toys for years. I am toned like you've got, <laughs> you have to be patient with me, sir. <laughs> so what about, you said then about, uh, about douching, whether you, you want to douche or you don't want to douche. Um, I, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think I'd want to have sex with someone that hadn't douched. Mm, it's the preference thing, isn't it? I mean, personally, I'm a hygiene freak. Like, Same. I, yeah. I have no sense of toilet. Also, you know that, I mean, like I have no sense of toilet humor. I don't like it. And so just for me, I would douche just for that reason. It would turn me off. It would kill the mood for me. And obviously like, that's my number one priority of sex. Is that I'm would, would it worry if you'd, right, okay, I'm going to bring something to the table here. Would it worry you if, if you were having sex, anal sex with someone and you farted? Or does it depend on what kind of fart? You know exactly what I mean by this. Or would it just be like, no, that's really embarrassing. I'm going to have to stop. No, I think it's quite hard because it's like a reaction to them fucking you, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like cause and effect. They've made this happen to my body. <laughs> so it's cute. I found like stuff like that is quite erotic. And I think a lot of guys are into that from, from my experience anyway. A lot of people get embarrassed though, don't they? What are your must have for someone that's wanting to take some big dicks? Um, what are your must have um, sex toys oh, okay. um, to get yourself on on the road to being a, a power bottom. Okay, so the first thing for me, because I'm just going to go with my routine, is a good douche. So there's a brand called Bathmate, and I love them. They're a UK based business. Everything is like UK produced and stuff, which I think is really cool because so much of the industry is so, you know, America based and China based. Yeah. So they have this really good douche, which is called the Hydro Rocket. And it like this really corny name, but it comes with a cool bag as well, which helps. So you can like put it away in your bathroom discreetly yeah. if you if you're living with housemates or family. And like you can um it's got a non-return valve. So all of the water stays inside of you, which is obviously hygienic as well. Right, yeah. So none of your like, you know, poop is going back into this bulb, which would mm-hmm. make me feel a bit un- I wouldn't want to hold a bulb in my house which have my poo in it. Like that's not I mean it, that does happen, doesn't it? Have you ever seen yeah. how have you ever tried to wash one and seen the little black bits that come out and being like yeah. Yeah, you know, a, lot, poo ones. a lot of that is um like um do you like moss yeah is that what it moss, is moss, the water so i try and dry my up but I, if you've got a douche you should change it every few months anyway because they do get oh, nice. clean, clean disinfecting it so put your okay. finger in the hole and shake it to properly get any like i mean how many people are sort of like they've got the douche that's the douche but that 10 years <laughs> ago sits in the bathroom and you're like oh no I, that needs a clean 
could never be me. <laughs> no. What else in terms of, so, so douche, uh, but what in, in terms of toys, what would you recommend? So if you're wanting to like jump into like having sex with like big cocks, there's, I mean, most brands, most good brands will do anal training kits and that will consist of three butt plugs, a small, a medium and a large. And like you just gradually wear them throughout, whether it's throughout the day or a few hours before or even just before if you want, but I'd recommend a bit longer. And what Would you recommend a few hours? Not so much hour. I mean, I would, yeah, I mean, maybe a couple hours, like gradually build it up. Really? Like if you sat down watching Golden Girls or whatever, like <laughs> chuck the small in. And then when you get to episode two, move the medium. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. see how your body's reacting to it. And once you feel fully comfortable, put the large one in. And I would recommend that. I mean, a lot of people will use depth play toys, like obviously toys with a lot of length. Yeah, but we're having sex with a big dick. But for me personally, I'm not into big sex toys. I'm into targeted pleasure and things which help relax you. So that's not something I would recommend because I feel like if anything, it would just wake up stuff that's not going to be satisfied. Because if you've got a 12 inch long sex toy and a partner that's only six inches, it's just going to yeah confuse your insides and maybe like even result in you releasing douche water that wouldn't have come out. Sure. You know, and- I mean, overdouching is a thing, isn't it? Like people always think I'm going to douche loads. And then unless you're going to commit to a few hour long douche, which can be done and sometimes it's necessary. Yeah. Um, I always think that like, I'm, I'm always going to say the shorter, the better when it comes to douching from my perspective. Yeah, definitely. Like, you don't want to be there ages. Because or, or, I mean, if you're putting too much water and you're just bringing out stuff that was never going to come out before. Yeah. There's no need to do an enema. It's just about moving the anything, resi- any residue from the first like what? 12 inches i mean like the first like before you start to wind up into your like you know second ring whatever yeah so like and if you overdouche as well like you can you can give yourself some real stomach problems like i mean i've done it before i've given myself issues i give myself like uh like a like what was it like a constipation but it lasted like three months right okay Mm -hmm. wow because i overdouched and i put my body through too much stress when you say overdouche you did it too often Mm mm-hmm Right, because your body can kind of forget to kind of do all that on its own, can't it? Once you, if you, I need someone that douched every day instead of going to the toilet normally, and they were like, "Well, I can't poo normally now." Yeah, and it take it takes the good bacteria out of you, you know, because yeah. you're you're flushing everything out. So it's like you don't need to douche for two hours unless you are really really backed up or whatever. But if you are really really backed up, probably shouldn't be having anal because give your start give that part of your yeah. body, give that give your bum a rest. Yeah. Well, I mean, a two-hour douche suggests to me that someone's going to be doing something a bit more than just getting fucked. Mm. Two-hour douche is, you're moving into fists and massive things there, aren't you, when it takes that long? Yeah, I think for someone like doing fist or proper, proper depth play, like you would recommend an enema instead of a douche, you know, like Mm. a a proper enema or like a proper shower attachment that, you know, these 12-inch nozzles that proper go up into you. But if you're just like shagging a partner and you want to like, you know, a simple little douche would do you fine. And just like listen to your body and like think of routine, pay attention to what you're eating and drinking before. Mm-hmm. Because if you've drunk loads of caffeine or like sweetener or milk products, you're more likely to go to the toilet. So, and fruit, I'm not saying don't eat fruit. Fruit's obviously well good for you, but don't probably wouldn't recommend eating a whole orange before sex because it, it encourages movement. <laughs> what should you eat? Because some people starve themselves before they have anal. Oh. I mean, I've, I've been, I've, I have. I've gone like, right, um, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to have fun later on. So I'm not going to eat much for breakfast. Not going to have it. I, and, but you can eat a little bit, can't you? But you it's can. just about what foods. Yeah, just like fibre rich. Fibre rich. I think of fibre. And, and if, if you're not someone that enjoys the flavour of food that are really fibre heavy, 
those fiber supplements and like the do they were calling like douching pills, you know, brands like Pure for Men, etc. And what it does is it just helps solidify your poop so it's less sticky, less residue. Yeah, easier to deal with. Yeah, so when you when you douche, it's much quicker because there's left to like there's less stuck on the sides if we're going like to the, the factual basics, which are kind of dirty. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, but they're handy to know because people like to forget them, but they are, they are there, aren't they? Um, yeah. So in terms of wearing a plug, I just wanted to come back to this. You said leave it in for a while. I, I hate them things being in me too long <laughs> for a bit fun, too long. No, thanks. Yeah, um, and I've got friends who've like gone, well, I've got one friend who went to the co-op with his in. Mm. Um, some do you do this or have you come across people doing this? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've got... A lot of the, like, we sell butt, like, there's an amazing butt plug by a brand called Nexus, and it's called the Ace, and it comes with a remote control. Right. So, and you can just, like, you can use it up to, like, 10 metres away. So you can go out in public and give your partner or your friend or whoever, or hold it yourself if you're an independent anal player, which I'm all for. <laughs> and, like, um, yeah, we've gone from independent woman to independent, like, anal. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just like can control it in public and it's fun. Like, especially if you're with a partner, like give them the remote and have a little bit of fun. I've seen this um, on, um, we've seen the TikToks of people doing it, just going yeah. to like a hardware store in the US, Target, and then they're fr- uh, like a friend using it. I'm like, it's not for me. Not going to lie. That's not for <laughs> me. I did hear about someone, um, a friend of a friend went out, went shopping with theirs in and sneezed and it flew out at high speed, down the leg, in the shop. Oh, my um, God. And I'm always afraid of that. No, fuck that. <laughs> Absolutely not, no. I mean, strap it in if you need to. Put a thong on or something. Yes, yes, some and sort the, of support. Good the, show. Strap, the strap will work as your little, like, support system. <laughs> so you are the sex, um, sex toys and BDSM, kind of your area of specialism. BDSM becoming more and more popular. Yeah. And as people become, I guess, more sex positive, more open-minded. Um, for someone who's thinking, maybe they've watched a bit of porn on the internet and being like, oh, I like the idea of that. Because let's be honest, porn is usually the entry route into wanting to try things, isn't it, when you've seen yeah, it? absolutely, yeah. For someone who wanted to get into that, um, what are your sort of um, bits of advice for someone who was thinking of going down that route with a partner or, you know, just even with like casual shags? Yeah, I mean, the first thing, I mean, again, I'm like doing like the safety warning, but it's so important with any kind of like kink play or BDSM is like having a safe word, doing it with someone you trust, like, because I mean, there's nothing wrong with meeting someone having a one night stand and doing kinky stuff, as long as that person is worthy, you know, making sure there's a safe word or a safe action if you're gagged or whatever. And that's like step one. Because, you know, you, I've heard horror stories. We all have, unfortunately, like of people being taken advantage of or their limits being pushed beyond their comfort level. And that's when we like dip our toes into the area of like non-consensual sex and rape. But like, I think just like have a, a worthy partner who will listen to you, who you feel comfy enough to be honest with. And then like the world's your oyster, like begin small, like even like handcuffs, you know, maybe tie your hands behind the back, tie someone to the bed. You know, do what, elevate what you would, your normal, your favorite type of normal sex would be. So like, say you like to ride, why not tie your top's hands to the headboard? You know, so they can't, you, you, you're in control of their orgasm. Stuff like that. I like doing stuff like that, but I'm bossy. So <laughs> that, that helps me get my stress out. I've had a hard work, <laughs> hard week at work. I'm like, you're being tied up tonight. 
So yeah, the entry point is definitely the first thing to consider. And people don't sometimes people don't sometimes thinking about the um, the safety and making sure that you're safe and there's yeah. consent elements of it. If Very they're important. drunk or they're high, or it seems like a really good idea, you kind of like you should always keep that at the like. Is this person going to be the person I want to do this with? And exactly. how can I get out of this situation if I need to? Yeah, that's obviously the first one. Yeah, um, and, I mean, and, you, and having someone know where you're. If you've got like a, a nominated friend, send them your location and a picture of who you're with if you're able to. Yeah. I know I have that. I'm lucky to have that. And I would never meet a new person. I mean, I'm I'm together with someone now. We're monogamous. But before, absolutely no way. I would absolutely send a picture and the location. Yeah, sure. I mean, especially with like, like the news the last couple of years as well. It's kind yeah. of a lot of us are going out on hookups on our own. There's a bit of shame attached to it, but it is really important to let people know where you are. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what for people who haven't got any gear? How can we how can we make do amend around the house? What is there around the house that we can safely use in our BDSM lives where we're like, oh, that'll do? Oh, I'm going to be a bit of a like spoil sport and say that I wouldn't recommend using because you, a lot of these products are designed for the exact reason, and you want you want things to be comfortable. And I'm, that's not just me promoting my industry; that's just me being honest because you hear horror stories. You know, there are people that have passed away. You know, from doing BDSM play wrong. So unfortunately, I'm going to be a bit boring here and say. Go to a sex shop. You can get, I mean, I know times are hard, harder than ever right now. I know that. I appreciate it. You can get some really decent BDSM stuff for like in the budget of up to 15, 20 pounds. And if you're lucky enough to have that, you know, spare income, go and treat yourself. Just don't, don't use things from the kitchen. Don't use like, just don't do it because like, you just hear really horrible stories. And unfortunately, yeah, because of our industry, you just hear it and you're like, just don't take the risk. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, go to the shop. Go online. I mean, it's not. It used to be hard years ago. And I'm. I. I um, remember with a, an ex boyfriend of mine going into it. We were in London for the weekend, and we were really horny, so we went to whatever sex shop it was and walked in. And sort of, I got to the desk of the place, and I'm normally fine with things like this. And I got out this <laughs> massive dildo, some lubes, and so I was dropping them on the table, and I was like, "So, oh, this is awful. I wish I bought this online." Yeah. Um, so where where would you recommend for people to head if they're, if they're planning to get some stuff? And they don't want to go, because like, I think most people don't want to physically go into a sex shop now, do they? They haven't got time. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of the people, like people assume it's because of shame or embarrassment, but no, people, a lot of people are busy. Like life is hard and like, like everything's time consuming. <laughs> so it's like, if you just order online, like obviously I would recommend Clone Zone, not just because I work there, but because of the integrity of the company, like, my colleagues and I really genuinely care about the products and we don't stock shit. So if something gets a bad review or something is breaking, we won't stock it. So you can kind of trust what you get. And the customer service is very like, you can email us anytime being like, I want to stretch my bum hole. Can you help? And I'm like, yep, try this, this and this. Do you get, um, do you get people getting in touch with that and just saying, what do you suggest? And then you're like, right, what yeah. about this, this and this? And that's my favorite part of my job because it would be boring if you were just doing all the like, writing about yourself all day every day talking about yourself and like no i want to i want you know you can't you can't learn if you like there's only so many sexual experiences one human will have so you kind of absorb other people's lived experiences they um more importantly their problems and their issues because having the remedy to that is what helps my job because mm-hmm. i want to know i want to be a completely open-minded and i want to learn about you know embarrassing topics because that, that's how that's how i get better at my job and a lot, so, of sh- a lot of shame. I don't have shame, so I don't really feel ashamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so what would you say your top three must-have sex toys are? Okay, so if you've got a dick, I would recommend, I've written this down just to make sure that I reel this off properly because I love so many toys, this was really difficult. So I kind of went with some staples that I love and I've, okay. I've loved for a while and they're constantly being reinvented, these brands. So the first one is the Nexus Revo range of prostate massages. So there's lots of massages in the range. So if you're interested in prostate play, there's something for your length, girth, functionality, but they're all the same shape. So it all hits the same, like the prostate gland, mm -hmm. but they're ergonomically designed. So it fits really comfortably. So like you literally feel it pop into place and it pushes on it and you're like, okay, yeah, there we are. And so the, the, the Revo range has something for like everyone's kind of taste. So if you want something that rotates or vibrates or is ribbed or twists, or, you know, has like little, like these balls that go up and down to imitate the sensation of rimming. And there's, there's even like an extreme. I've never heard of that. Mm, and it does. It really does. It doesn't feel like, feel like it. Mm, it does. Okay. It's a bit strange. Like, is there a ghost eating me out? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bit surreal. Um, the next product I'd recommend is from a brand, like another UK based brand. Um, cause Nexus that I just said are UK based as well. Yeah. Is uh, hot octopus. It's the pulse. And it's a vibrating plate that you rest the back of your dickhead on. So it, it vibrates and rumbles and like pats against your frenulum. And that sounds, I feel like I'm not doing it justice. It's, it can make you come without having to stroke. So what, how, how describe that to me again? Cause I think it, I've seen one. Yeah. It like vibrates, bounces, like rumbles and it just like stimulates. Make loads of noise. Not really. It's, it's relatively discreet. Like Am I thinking a, of the right thing? It's like a little box and you put your dick into a thing next to it. No, it's a similar one. It's like, right. it looks like a little spaceship almost. And it's like, it's a black curved shape and it's silicone. And you rest your dick on this raised circular plate and you put your frenulum on it, which is obviously the most sensitive part of the car. Yeah. And it sends these like intense targeted like vibrations and bounces onto your dickhead. So a lot of guys will come hands, like come pretty much hands free. Right. And it's, it's also good. It was developed with um, people with disabilities in mind as well. And also to help train people out of, like I said earlier, like delayed ejaculation, you know, right, yeah. learning how to pleasure your penis without having to grip it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like dry wanking, which is obviously not good. No, it's not. I, I, have you ever, I bet you don't do much in the way of dry wanking, but every now and again needs must. And um, <laughs> and then I remember the other year just ending up with like a, a cut, like a paper cut on your dick. And it's like the last thing you want. So lube's really important, isn't it? Even if you're just having a wank. Yeah. I mean, if, if need be spit. Of course. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that for anal, especially for newbies, but for wanking, I mean, whatever, it does the job. And then the third product is by a Japanese brand called Tenga, and I love Tenga, and it's a masturbator called the Flip Zero. And you can control the suction by squeezing it. It's solid, but it has these soft plates, and it has like a jelly-like internal, but it's heavily, heavily textured. So it's like, it's near impossible not to find it amazing. You would have to be numb. <laughs> they're incredible. And they're just a really cool brand. Like that, They put a lot of... Um, they're really tied into like streetwear and underground art culture. So they bring those visual elements into their products. And I think that's just such a cool way for like our industry to go, like to be a bit more trendy and not just about like, oh, let's make a guy come. Like, let's make it a whole like visual, like a, yes. let's, let's, let's stimulate a, more senses than one. So if you've got a Volva, I would recommend. Um, first one is a Satisfier Pro 2. And this is like, uh, it's almost, we call it like a clit sucking toy. But it like emulates the sensation of that, but it's like air waves. 
and pressure like goes up boom boom i'm trying to describe it it's like it's it simulates the sensation of someone sucking on your clitoris basically and you know that will i mean i haven't had a single friend because i gifted some of my like female friends like my my female friends are very lucky because they get a lot of amazing toys and every single one of them has had an orgasm from it and some of them had their first ever orgasm from it so that toy i yeah, like literally, for, and these like some of my friends are like in their mid thirties who haven't had the proper orgasm, which frustrates the fuck out of me. Yeah, that is frustrating, isn't it? That's yeah, it's almost not fair. It annoys me. I'm like, I want to strangle their boyfriends, and then the next one is another British brand called Doxy, and this is a vibrating wand massager. So it's because you're know, the famous kind of ones like Samantha had one in Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's so powerful, like, and it's all manufactured in the UK. They, they use like a scaffolding factory, and like the 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 motor is mad. It is mad, like you it, you can. I mean, it's not just for women, but I mean, it's great on the clit. It's great on or, or any erogenous zone on the body, body like nipples. If you're really sensitive on your feet or the back of your knees or wherever you want, and it's also. Re- I used to date a footballer, and he used to come after training, and his thighs would be like concrete. Because his legs would lock, and I would use it on his legs. So, like, it's great just to have around the house. Just make sure you wipe your um, vaginal liquids off of it, <laughs> put it on your nan's neck. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And the next one will be just an iconic sex toy that I love and I've loved for years. It's called Wee Vibe, and it's a it's like a couple's vibrator. So it goes inside and it wraps out, has an and then it has an external part which rests on the clip. Right. So it vibrates against the clitoris and vibrates on the inside. And it's it's slender enough so you can fuck whilst wearing it. So you get the sensation of clit stimulation, G-spot stimulation, sorry, and uh, penetration because someone's thrusting in and out. I'm almost jealous of that experience. That's everything I'm I want. Jealous of the female orgasm, I cannot tell you. But I'm just happy that people have it and good for them. Yeah, good for them. Mm. I still can't get over the fact that some of your friends are in their mid-30s and they've never had an orgasm. I mean, that- I have people, I have emails and DMs from, I mean, trying to keep people discreet, but let's say I've spoken to people between the ages of 60 and 80 who have never had an orgasm. A lot of it is, a lot, but a lot of it comes from shame and embarrassment, not wanting to communicate, not feeling able, not, 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 not wanting, not feeling able or comfortable enough to communicate that maybe you can play with my clit a bit more or maybe like, you can, it makes like, me sad. It does. It fr- I mean, it makes me it's, really very, sad. it's frustrating. It, it frustrates me, but it's so I'm always trying to encourage like a lot of my work. And I know like people, the, the, the term sex positive gets thrown around so much. But the reason we try and influence people's attitudes about sex is because life is short, you know, and sex, sex is a great way to let off steam. It's a great way to like feel better. You know, it, it can, it can help with the symptoms of depression. It can help. You know, it can revitalize your energy. And plus it just feels good. And there's nothing wrong with just wanting a shack. You know, it doesn't need it doesn't need context. Sometimes you just wanna fuck and that's absolutely fine. But it's just I think it's a shame that so many people aren't comfortable enough and whether that be because of their relationship or their religious or cultural background, you know, which does have monumental influence. So it's like, I just try and drip feed people. Like, it's fine to want to fuck. It's fine to want to have an orgasm. People will tell you all day, every day it's not, but fuck them. They're not going to make you feel better. An orgasm, no. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, so 
I mean, I, I've seen um, I've seen some of your 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 stuff on social media. I've seen some of the promo stuff for your OnlyFans, and I've seen it, and I thought he must have a really high sex drive. Have you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do, and I have a really sensitive body, which is kind of how I went in. One of the reasons why I got u- utilized a lot for sex toy development because mm-hmm. brands will send me something like a prostate probe, and I'll be like, no, no, you have to make it a little bit shorter, or like that button's too awkward to press. It ruined the experience for me because you've got to reach around. So my body's like really trained. So like I kind of just use men as sex toys, really. <laughs> if I'm honest, no, I'm joking. I please, I'm I'm all about pleasing. Like I get off on my partner getting off. Yeah, it it helps elevate me and it helps me reach prostate orgasm much easier. because I have to be psychologically stimulated to get a prostate orgasm. So uh, you're in um, you're in a relationship at the moment. You're monogamous mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, yeah. How's that working out? Is that good? Great. Yeah, good. Yeah, really good. Having a re- he actually uh, spoke to him on the phone just before this. He's good. He's done a long night shift, so he's in bed right now, bless him. But yeah, we have a great, great communication, great sex life. Do you prefer that to um, to be able to like fuck yeah. who you want? Yeah, I've, I've got that out of my system. Like I'm yeah. sure I could fall back into it if I needed to, but... No, I mean, I like it. I like having that intimacy. And I think you have mm. such a, I mean, it depends what you're into, but for me personally, monogamy fulfills me. Yeah. And I think it's because I'm trying to emulate. I think people say you like almost emulate what you grew up with. So my parents were very loving and together. And I think my psychology is looking to repeat that pattern. Yeah, same, same yeah. actually. And he's got such a cute face. Oh. <laughs> um. So is your partner performing on um, your OnlyFans content with you? Yes. Yeah. So that's we who it is. He wears, a, he wears a face covering, doesn't he, when he does it? Yeah, yeah. I hide him because he's not like me. He, he likes to be private. I'm, I'm the one that's out there. And I really like having that. I like having someone that doesn't want to, you know, I, I go to events and stuff on my own, which I like. And I just come home to him and it's nice because I get to turn off that personality and just like put my dragon bottoms on and lie on his lap and play Grand Theft Auto. And that's where I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, completely. But don't get me wrong, sometimes I'll become that personality for him. Yeah. I'll surprise him when he comes out of the shower or something. <laughs> so how did uh, how did you end up doing the, um, you're an adult content creator, mm-hmm. you're working for yourself. Um, how did you end up doing that? Because not all of us can do that. A lot yeah. of people would love to do that and they can't. Yeah, I get it because obviously it might get you fired from work and it goes against a lot of companies' social media guidelines. And they, they put little caveats in there. They're very sneaky with that. Um, with me, I, I mean, I was always open to the idea, but I didn't just want to do porn. It doesn't appeal to me. Like if I wanted, I mean, I've been asked to do porn since I was 18 years old. Yeah. Have you ever done it? N- no, not, not stupid. I've only done my own OnlyFans. Right. It just didn't appeal to me because I don't like contrived sex. No. I do not want to have to be turned up at 2.30, bend over, wear this outfit. No, no, it doesn't work for me. So people kept asking me over and over again to do it. Like, that makes me sound really arrogant. I don't mean to. <laughs> I don't think it does. I, yeah, like, I can understand what you mean. When you're getting asked three times a day, you're like, hmm, maybe That's I can. And then I thought, right, let me put my own twist on it. So a lot of my work is all about celebrating the body, like having shameless sex. Like, and I mean, like, I'm not ashamed. That's what I mean by that. And sex education. So I do, like, live action, like, blowjob videos and stuff like that, using a sex toy, describing how it feels, what it's hitting, how to make that feel better, when to reapply lube and all this stuff. 
because it, people are curious about it and there's a lot of people out there who want to ask queer people like a lot of us are very proud of our sexuality so i think we almost don't want to admit vulnerabilities of sex we don't want to admit that maybe we want to learn to be, to be better at giving head yeah so it's like a, a way for me to put it out there and like look you don't have to admit it to me just subscribe log in and there it is so it's kind of it's like porn but you're doing some sort of and i'm going to use the term again sex positive a bit of porn of you with some yeah. sex positive education thrown in there isn't it really on your only fans yeah and that's what i like doing because if it was just porn it wouldn't i mean i don't want to be like hey babes you want to, you're home at five right let's set up the camera and shag at seven that to me that's boring like but, but is the idea of like taking your sex life and I just got basically getting fucked in front of loads of people. Is that a turn on? Because it's yeah. a legitimate turn on, but not when you're on someone with a clipboard sat next to you going right next scene. Yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't. I, it's nice, like you get you get like really fun feedback and stuff, and it's fun. Like I mean, it suits my personality type just fine. The way I'm doing it, I couldn't do like there's another style of OnlyFans which is like collaboration based. There's a lot of porn performers who make a lot of money by collaborating with other big performers. For me personally, I wouldn't enjoy it because it would feel contrived. It's nice to do it with someone I trust. And it's like, we're in it together and it's funny. And it's almost like we giggle afterwards because we are doing this thing that's kind of naughty or whatever. When you're withholding his eye, his, his privacy as well is, is, is remaining intact during that, isn't it? So he gets the best of all worlds. Where he's like, yeah. he's, his, his identity is, is hidden. Um, but he's able to let that side of him out, which which sounds kind of fun. Like, again, lots of people would love to get away with what you're doing. Yeah, he gets to express himself in his own little way. And I like that. I mean, isn't it? And it's nice to be like a, an avenue for that for someone. Because like, I'm like, well, when you meet, well, if you get into a relationship with me, I'm going to be like, tell me what, I'm not going to judge you. Tell me what you're into. And if, I'm, if I'm into it, I'll do it. Like, I'm fearless. Men don't intimidate me in the slightest. So I'm just like, cool, lie down and watch this. <laughs> that sounds real cocky but it's true in terms of um, because it's more and more popular opening an OnlyFans um, and there is a way to do it successfully and there's a way to do it not so successfully and um, I'll give you an example of I followed an influencer where's he from Australia I thought he was just a PT and it's like I've got an OnlyFans so I thought I'll check this out just to see what's going on okay. and he had two videos on there one of them was him using a dildo which was kind of like fairly amateurly filmed but it's kind of hot um, and the other one was him clearly at some sort of like sex party and he's got the top to hold a camera while he fucks him and just okay. and there's like two videos on there and um, just two yeah just two and he wanted he wanted pain and I was like okay so there's two videos on there and the way he was he, he wasn't in control of the the sex that was going on so he was a bottom it was kind of a bit hot and this guy pulls his dick out and his ass farts and you can tell there's a bit of shock in this and it was it was a real it, it wasn't what i was expecting to 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 see on his only funds he only did two videos and then straight after that a few weeks later he shut it down and it's like it never happened and i'm always like if you're gonna do it surely you throw yourself into it and you commit to it because nothing ever worked overnight did it Exactly. I think like you've got to have respect for the fact that people are like, again, cost of living crisis. People are giving you a little bit of their money. And like, it's like you would cancel your Netflix subscription if the content was shit, if there wasn't a new show to watch after you finished the last one. So it's about like keeping it, in my case, keeping it arousing for me. So I'm still enjoying it, but also being mindful of the, like keeping it consistent because consistency is the most important thing with any fans. You know, people are, want, like, 
there's such this appetite. So like I get away with it because I would say I probably have, I've been doing it hardcore now. Like, I mean, I'm really dedicating myself to it like the last six months and I have about 62 videos, I think, and over 300 images and I do DMs and I take requests and stuff. I don't always take requests, only if I want to do it. But like, it's just about really being mindful of the fact that someone's dedicating their money on you. And if you want them to stick around, you've got, you've got to give them what they want. And if you're comfortable with doing that, then do it. But if you're not, then don't, because you'll just burn out. Yeah. And, 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 and you've just got your asshole out on the internet for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know uh, because plenty of people are thinking about doing that at the moment. Well, yeah. um, listen, Topher, um, appreciate you catching up with me today. Um, and uh, are they still, are you, you're being filmed right now, aren't you? You're holding it together. You know I, I actually forgot. No, I literally, I forgot. Hi, they're here. There they are. There they are. There's the camera there in the background. I, I, gosh, I forget. This is my problem. I forget I'm being filmed. That's when the, I say things and I'm like, That's oh, when the stuff shit, comes out. <laughs> That, that girl from South London comes out my mouth again there she <laughs> well uh, listen yeah it's been uh, it's been lots of fun thank you for being so honest um, hopefully be able to get you on again soon if you're up for that and have a little chat oh, again I'm always down thank you for having me I appreciate it and congratulations yeah, no on your award oh thank you yeah which well deserved well deserved oh thanks very much alright Tofa I'll catch you again soon nice one yes you too take care play Outcast UK on TikTok and Instagram just